0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple
1: of pussies, but they're not that bad.
0: The opinions expressed in the Roughhouse Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing?
1: at the rough house where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people (laughs) Uh, welcome to the Yas queen house (laughs) (laughs) i'm christoph i'm marty and uh you know chris it's in the books yeah. uh another amazing show saturday night Again. didn't think it was possible jack swagger popping up into the mma world going one and
0: oh in mma biggest fight in mma history taking yeah. place last night as it as, were in bellator of all places yeah against some guy's dad yeah uh, exactly dad bob he, mcgillicuddy showed up to fight jack hager
1: yeah beating the fuck out of a random ups driver <laughs> as a Crowd watched live, and dozens watched on the Paramount Network. Uh, yeah,
0: plus with our truth uh, doing the entrance for our for our board, our Lucha Underground champion, by the way,
1: an entrance that started with "We the People." No, sure less. did, sure did. Um, I, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess
0: you can't really uh, can't really trademark that, can you? I I mean, it, you, it, it, it wasn't the WWEs it in the, the cost, first place. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it, it's it's a strange world where. Jack Swagger is a Lucha Underground champion, which still is weird to say out loud. Still is
0: weird for me, especially.
1: But also, he he has a better MMA record than CM Punk at this point.
0: So does Batista at this point, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Bobby Lashley. And Uh, probably
0: Shinsuke Nakamura
1: uh i can't recall i know i know he got w- absolutely washed in one fight but i i don't yeah, know he had won any. one win right i i can't remember uh there uh. there was a whole run in new japan in the late 90s early 2000s where it was just like antonio Inoki went we want to make this guy a main eventer so my plan is to put him in real fights that they lose <laughs> all right
0: okay that's that's way it, i do mean it.
1: The the goal wasn't for them to lose. The goal right. was for them to win. But they uh almost universally got outclassed and got the uh, fuck beat out of them. So they got uh, bar-
0: they got Bart gunned before yes. Gun got Bart gunned.
1: Yes, incredibly so. They um, got Yeah, just absolutely balls. murked. Even uh even Liger did an MMA fight where he got washed. Really?
0: Did he have his yeah. mask on? He
1: he had like the casual mask, the one with like the top open. Yeah, Bless your heart. Yeah, I think uh. Did he go against Crow Cop? All all I know is the the videos on YouTube if you want to see Liger get washed. Dan Severn is still wrestling? He is. He is. In fact, I think he was part of uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break last year. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I mean, yeah, Dan Severn, the Beast, was always a, uh, always a favorite. I always enjoyed him more than Ken Shamrock, personally, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, but uh, th- th- I saw his name pop up in something. I'm like, oh, really? He's still so, he's still getting after it. Yeah,
1: and he still looks like your friend's dad. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty much the only way to describe him. Oh yeah, that's so and so's dad the the one who occasionally coaches the baseball team yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting in a fight with an umpire yeah the Bosch call it second base and then he yes. just fucking suplexes him into the dirt and grounds and pounds his ass into a uh, pulp
1: and he has capital O opinions about the thermostat that's Dan Severn <laughs> right there uh but but really folks what we were talking about yeah. for Saturday night was the the legacy continues of amazing NXT takeovers. Uh, it's 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 just
0: uncanny, pun intended. Um yeah. how how they keep topping themselves. You know? Yeah, every every time they do a car it's like oh man this may be the greatest takeover ever. And then the next one happens and then it's like shit. It, it's yeah really a credit to triple H and the creative team down there. And I know Jeremy it's not just Borash, him, um, and, uh, HBK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a bunch of people down there uh, and maybe uh, shortly abyss and Sanjay Dutt more on that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really a credit to them and, and mostly to the performers. I mean, we always talk about how stacked the NXT roster is right now, and that's how this is happening. There's yep. so many talented people there, you know, Champa and Black and Gargano and fucking Ricochet and, you know, the War Raiders and Undisputed Era, you know, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair having a, a career making, um, performance in a match. Just so much talent and, and half the talent that they have wasn't even on the show yeah, <laughs> yeah the craziest there, part
1: there there's entire swaths of the nxt roster who could be in that mix delivering just as well as the guys and yeah. gals in that mix who just aren't there yet uh i mean i i can't wait for keith lee to come up i can't yeah. wait for i'm i'm gonna fuck up his name so i'm gonna call him donovan Dijak to come up i i Dijakovic. Yeah, uh, i i really look forward to win that grouping, and then there's guys who are coming in your ACHs, is your trevor lee's uh uh 3.0 from canada as my as those watching the video version my uh my foster cat just ate shit while jumping into a box killing so
0: chris there beautiful that was yeah. beautiful um so a by the little black in the background mama mia
1: uh uh it's been an incredible run. I think it's just going to get better. Uh, although, I'll be honest, I have no idea where the main event uh, uh, picture page, goes Picture goes from here. I mean, um, we saw two titles change hands last uh-huh. night. Uh, one kind of gives me an indication of where things might be going. The other, uh, I'm not entirely sure yet. Yeah. Uh, there was an angle that happened off air at the end of the show. Saw
0: that. Yeah, big yeah. shots involving a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, let's run through the card here. So, um, started out with, uh, the tag match, which they've been tending to do a lot. So it's undisputed error defending and against, uh, war raiders. So yeah. war raiders came out first and they got the big entrance this time. Yeah.
1: Had their full LARP crew out there yeah. with, them.
0: <laughs> which pretty much telegraphed, uh, the win <laughs> in my eyes, yes. but, um, but it was, it was so, so. They went on a little long before they actually popped out. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one
1: of those things where like that much. If it went 30 seconds, it could have gone 15. um yeah. uh, th- This is this is a lesson I've learned a lot in running a pro wrestling type show. Uh, <laughs> long entrances don't always work out that great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it looked cool, and then you know once they came out and did their little thing and started the war chant and everybody banging the swords on the shields, well, that was a good mm-hmm. touch. They just needed yeah. to a little quicker. Um. But man, those guys finally got a chance to really prove uh what they're all about and you know as we saw in ring of honor and uh, uh they did new japan stuff as yep. well i believe um yeah. that those guys can fucking go uh hansen is a goddamn maniac
1: yeah throwing
0: his large large frame around uh you know he had the the tope with uh with nobody yeah, the, home
1: the corkscrew tope no water in the pool was one of the craziest things I've ever seen.
0: What popped me so hard was a double lethal injection by yeah. fucking uh, Hanson, which I was yeah. like, holy what shit. The fuck? I legitimately yelled out, holy shit. It was, and, it was it was outstanding.
1: And the amount of double team offense from the War Raiders that basically are, is just Roe throwing Hanson at the other team. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the world right now.
0: It's, it's true. Like, uh, it's so Ro- good. Roe is like freaky strong. Like Yeah. He's, you know, he's a he's a thick guy, but like the, that thickness is not like Hanson thickness, where it's like some flubber. Um, Rose strong as fuck. Like he yeah. picked up Hanson like like with no problem. Like I would pick up my cat um, and power bomb him into the sofa if he'd allow me. God damn it, let me do
1: that. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there was there was a lot of fun stuff, and you know they were tossing Kyle O'Reilly and and Roddy Strong around a lot too, which is which is always fun. Um, but you know, credit to the Undisputed Era, those guys. Are smart and physical and can hold their own with guys twice, three times their size.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely one of those performances where you understand why they won NXT Best Tag Team of twenty eighteen. Yeah. You know, th- this follows in line with the matches they had with Mustache Mountain, the match they had uh, with uh, Oni Lorcan and uh, Danny Birch. Uh, I was like Martin Stone, but that's not his his, <laughs> his WWE name, uh, Danny Birch. Uh, just this continued run of tag team excellence if i'm honest uh Mm -hmm. just great matches just they set a tone and they set a pace for the the nxt takeovers unlike anyone else um yeah and you know there's part of me that's like is that the swan song for undisputed era in the tag team division i i i certainly feel like you know if they want to have a best of like 85 series between them and the sure. war raiders i'm in but i also kind of see like maybe this was all right they've they held the tag belts multiple times and now it's time for the war raiders to be the top guys i mean it's insane to think probably since the uh american alpha revival era mm-hmm. how Unbelievably good the NXT tag division has been. Um, you know, it, it started with guys like Enzo and Cass and the Vod yeah. Villains, and those matches were fun. But to look to see what we've had with American Alpha, Revival, DIY, uh AOP, all these amazing duos, and where it's just grown into being not just a highlight of show, possibly the best part of the show, it's it's crazy, especially when you compare it to. <laughs> tag teams on the main roster hi buddy sorry
0: (laughs) xavier wants to say hi (laughs) go away um yeah the the tag division um has has been out of control and you know if if this is it for Undisputed Era, hopefully they make a huge uh, splash on the main roster as yeah. a full unit and and lay waste is my one biggest fucking thing I want to see. Um, but, you know, you wonder who's next for, for the War Raiders. You have Street Profits down there. Mm-hmm. You've got the Forgotten Sons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heavy Machinery just got called up, so they're out of the picture right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, am I missing another big tag team right now? Or is that pretty um, much... I, I,
1: think, I think you knocked out the big ones, but you, you never know. They, they could just pair random guys i mean if they want to run back uh keith lee and Djakovic, uh that that sounds awesome to me uh yeah. th- i mean keith lee's not doing anything really of note and just having uh to quote vince mcmahon four big pieces of beef right there in the ring smashing into each other yeah, yeah uh I'd be into it especially because you have you know if if they were to run Djakovic and Lee against war Raiders just four guys who amaze you with their their level of of being able to fly and mm-hmm. just do crazy shit for being big beefy motherfuckers.
0: yeah they're 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 big hosses so I'll, I'll never never back down from a hoss fight uh from watching mm-hmm. it at least I'm not uh I'm not a fighter um yes I'm an yes. masturbator. um but- so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the, the the match was great. We got the title change. Um, I'm happy that Bobby Fish, you know, he just came out to present the award at the beginning and then backed mm-hmm. off. No Adam Cole in the show proper. Baby, so, you know, baby. Thank you. Um, so you know, it was it was a nice clean win for the War Raiders. Um, which and it, it was a really good match. And I noticed the first like five to seven minutes, I was like, oh okay, all right, this match is okay. And then it, they really fucking ramped up. And I don't know if this is just. The, the way they've been doing it the whole time or if this is kind of a reaction to everybody marking out over New Japan, but a lot of the, the matches were very New Japan style Like, they they had mm-hmm. a lot of time, so they they start out, you know, with a couple big spots, spots and then slow it down and then really build to, you know, false finishes and finishers kicking out of and stuff like that. And uh, maybe it's just because I've become more aware of New Japan and this is how mm-hmm. they do their matches that I'm seeing it elsewhere, but I really got that vibe from the show last night especially the opening match
1: yeah yeah it, it, it's very much that that work rate style of you know start small build up to the bombs and then just fucking go ape shit i will say and and we'll talk more about it when we get there i felt like that's that type of mentality is kind of what hurt the main event for me uh we'll we'll get there as we okay. get there but um yeah, that, that opening match, uh, if that was not match of the night, it was very close to being match of the night. I know there's another one later on in the card, oh, which yeah. uh, which like for me, it's so hard to pick because each has elements of the type of wrestling I love Yeah, and uh, it's hard to pick. But we roll on into bout number two, which was the rubber match between uh, Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle, Cassiusono. Well, oh,
0: oh. It can't be a rubber match if Riddle won well, the first two.
1: That's, that's true. It, 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 it's it's the, the third in the series, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, my bad. And you know, this gave um everybody a chance to see that Riddle isn't, you know, this well, he is a perfect Adonis, but he's not, you know, um just this squash master. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, he got worked over a little bit and some really Uh, innovative and disgusting ways. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he did. Cash you nasty motherfucker. Yeah. Um, if I was in that match, I would have been like, I'm not fucking doing that. Uh, yeah,
1: munching on toes like he's Tony Atlas. He
0: fucking bit his toe, and dude, you know he wears sandals to the ring, sure. And I love the way he kicks them off in such a high flying, fun yeah. manner. But dude is still walking around there barefoot, and one feet are fucking disgusting as all. <laughs> and two, you know, it's it may only be the second match of the night, but that apron ain't fucking clean, man. Uh, that mat is not fucking Clean. So to put that nasty ass foot, any fucking foot, a foot right out of the shower is a nasty ass foot to me. You putting that shit in your mouth and biting down on it, you a nasty motherfucker, and I don't want to be around you. Um, so Ono, you freak, get the fuck away. Uh, but you know there were some innovative things in there aside from that. You know, from stomping on the barefoot and um. Um, you know, putting the I think he was he was standing on the hair at one point, or was that that was Champa. That was Champa doing that to
1: black. Yeah, Champa doing that okay. to black. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um oh yeah, it was uh Zono's uh massive fucking size fourteen boot right to uh Matt Riddle's face that
1: yeah busted
0: him open a little bit. I was like, God damn, that was a that was a brutal fucking kick.
1: Yeah, but uh, Riddle looked like a beast too, throwing out uh, stallion. It looked like uh, it looked like a three quarters legit German suplex at one point, <laughs> just carrying yeah. everything of uh, Chris Hero. It was interesting. They announced Chris Hero, or sorry, Cassisono. <laughs> I, 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 I keep wanting, I keep wanting to call him Chris Hero. Uh, they announced Cassisono at two sixty, and then on commentary, Maro Mar- is like the two hundred and seventy pound, and it's like. All right, let's get our numbers straight, guys. I
0: think that's conservative uh, yeah. as well. I mean, hell, I push two fifty. Uh, so there, uh, dude.
1: I, I I am definitely of the mind LBs. that that Ono needs to get more flattering gear ASAP. I don't know Chunks what's going to work for, for him. him. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Give Just, him give him the fucking KO shorts, man.
0: Like or like some Tommy Dreamer baggy uh, baggy pants. Yeah. You know yeah,
1: he could run that back. That's that's what he wore for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know dude's apparently got like a thyroid thing or whatever. it, it is what it is, but uh and he's certainly agile and he certainly <laughs> has cardio for days. Sure, uh sure. for as big as he is, just it, it's not a flattering look on him. Um cut his cheese thighs, is yeah, what I think yeah, you're trying to say. It's not great. There are yeah. some moments where I'm like, ooh, buddy. Yeah, it's a body business, brother. Come on. Um, but uh, but Riddle looked great, and Riddle now, of course, gets to get over the finish of Guy tapping out due to kicking too much ass. Yes, with the uh, repeated elbows to the head, which the crowd really wasn't entirely sure how to take because yeah. it was kind of a different thing. Ono did tap out, including yes. visibly tapping out after uh, the assault ended, right? Um, so which, which I, I liked. liked, that was a yeah. Props to owner there. Yeah, uh, well, I feel
0: like that was just more of him selling the fuck I got my ass kicked get
1: off. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Then making sure the crowd saw it because I don't know if the ref was intentionally in the wrong position and the, the commentators called him out for it, but he didn't the ref didn't see that the first uh the first tapping on the other leg there. Uh yeah. but I I like that finish for Matt Riddle being a former MMA guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Usually you just tap out from a submission, not from getting your fucking um cranium caved in by elbows yeah so it, it's 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 nice that they're establishing that for him as an option not just the bro mission or a knee strike or a shit like that uh of which there were more than a few knee strikes in that show last night did you notice that a shit ton yeah of knee, yeah knee strikes is that the it, new uh destroyer that's going it, to be It's the new
1: destroyer it's the new shiny wizard yeah. uh thanks kenny omega for bringing the v trigger stateside um <laughs> uh one thing i kind of noticed which is just funny uh i definitely thought it was going to be kind of a hindrance to matt riddle that he has a gigantic mushroom tattoo on the side of his torso <laughs> they definitely shoot around it, it yeah. it's really interesting to me how much they avoid it yeah i know but
0: you know he's a big super mario brothers fan so yeah, that's how that's what like, it is uh-huh. play. Just let Morrow run with that and you know speaking of Morrow, i do we do have to take a minute and just say how goddamn good Morrow and nigel mcginnis are uh, yeah. especially together you know percy still is not great but he's there um but but Maro and Nigel are just so fucking great together mm-hmm. and, you know between you know, tonight we're going to have oh god oh, two four
1: up. person teams i'm just going to throw up thinking about it you're going to have
0: Lawler back you're going to have JBL back you're going to have fucking uh Michael Cole in there There's Tom Phillips is gonna be there, you're gonna have Corey Graves, Byron Saxon will probably be there, Renee Young will probably there's just there's too many, and really none of them are as good as Nigel and or Maro Ronaldo So yeah. it's you know it, it, it's just such a such a disparity in the quality of announcing teams. And I know Marrow gets on a lot of people's nerves with uh with his references and and whatnot, but you know, it's just a little bit of cheese with your wine, man. Just uh just 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 enjoy it and let the guy do what he does because he's fucking great.
1: Yeah, even for as cheesy as he can be, I kind of rolled my eyes at the great Odin's Raven when yeah. uh the War Raiders came out. Dude's what? passionate, dude's excited. He, he and that's something you don't really get out of the current main roster commentary yeah. team. Everybody seems uh, seems to have a tinge of of uh, artificiality to them, and Morrow is as legit into the show as his as oh, he his sure. own references. So, you yeah. know, uh, I, I did enjoy him there. So that was bout two, bout three. I'm gonna say universally match of the night, and uh, yes. I'm gonna just gonna start calling him Johnny January because holy <sighs> shit. Boy. johnny gargano ricochet nxt north american title on the line and uh it is january 27th we've got our first wwe match of the year fucking hands hell down,
0: hands down uh, it started <clears throat> so it started you know i still don't 100 percent agree with him using paramore as his theme with this with this dark thing although i do you know enjoy this song, well it's
1: it's just, not actually paramore it just sounds a lot well, whatever. like paramore yeah.
0: paramore yeah paramore jr um yes. Uh, but, um, he came out and uh, at first I, I popped cause I thought it was ghost rider inspired gear. Cause I just saw a flaming flaming thing. And then I, you know, looked closer, closer at it and thought about it I'm like, Oh fuck. They're in Phoenix. Uh, it's dark Phoenix uh, yeah. themed, uh, gear. And especially the, the the font on the takeover font on the back of his uh, mm-hmm. on his bottom there really told me that it was that was an X-Men font. So I was like, oh, shit, there it is. And then I popped even harder because, fuck, yeah, Johnny, he fucking knocked it out of the park. And then Ricochet comes out in some uh, some Spider-Man themed gear,
1: which was great. Yeah. Busted out the Miles Morales hoodie. Nice yeah. touch there. Um, and it, it goes without saying, but both of these guys, you know, they're, they're guys who I've seen come up in the indie wrestling scene over the mm-hmm. past 10 years. They're guys who I've seen face each other multiple times, whether mm-hmm. in Chikara, Evolve, PWG. They are both on such a, a superstar trajectory. Like, yeah. it, it's it's unreal how much larger than life they come off now with just a few years of seasoning and, and a few years of working with the right talent. And it was even more fun for me to see callbacks to classic spots that, you know, the guys haven't really done in WWE yet. Uh Seeing Ricochet bust out uh, after the top rope, Rana, the old stand-up shrug off spot, which he did mm-hmm. with the Bushi back in new Japan, which of course they ran back this year with Osprey. With Osprey um, yeah. Seeing Ricochet do the over the post dive <sighs> to nowhere. Oh God. Like such a beautiful and even innovating the, the tiger wall flip moonsault to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> fucking insanity. And, and the part about launching himself over the turnbuckle is he did that because Johnny had him scouted because he was looking like he was going to go for the jumping over the top rope Rana to the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. But Johnny knew it was coming, so he got out of Dodge, but then got fucking nailed by that thing, which was beautiful. Um, Yeah, the, the guy's... Are just incredible athletes, and I—I I, I was scrolling through Twitter uh, throughout, and X X Pac, uh, good old Sean Waltman, had a really good tweet saying that he would never last in today's WWE because the guys today are such great athletes yeah. you know being able to do these sorts of things and you know he definitely had his uh spot monkey-ish days earlier in his career yeah um, for
1: four hit for the era for 92 93 for the, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but
0: but that stuff is you know that stuff doesn't even get a one count these days right you now uh so he's, he's he's got a point um and it's, it's just you know ricochet is is god level um acrobat and johnny gargano may be the best like all around performer i think i mean it's hard uh, right
1: alvarez called him american okada last night and i i don't i don't know if the comparison is 100 dead on but in terms of being a big time big match performer granted the guys on the main roster don't necessarily get the same time or the That's same true. ability to showcase themselves. Gargano has definitely exceeded any level of expectation I ever had for him in terms of being even an NXT main eventer. Just, yeah. it's unreal how good he's become.
0: Yeah, and you know, he was one of those guys that, oh, this is the most, you know, pure white meat baby face we have right now. They're never gonna turn him heel. And then they kind of turn him heel and he knocks it out of the fucking park. It's like, oh wow. yeah. He's he's so um so good at adapting and under I think I think really what it comes down to is he understands. His character um, yeah. and where, you know, the character's mentality is and how, you know, they're still telling a what three going on three year long storyline mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. And it's all, you know, continuous and keeps building upon each other. And it's really just something you don't see in WWE at all. Yeah. These days. So it's 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 such a delight that they keep, you know, finding innovative ways. It's kind of like a, uh, the good place, you know, yes you know they'll they'll do something and it's great for a couple episodes and then they'll just totally blow it out and and start over in a different way get down asshole um <laughs> he does not belong up there <laughs> and uh they'll just blow it out and start from scratch with a new a new, a new twist on everything and, and it's fucking great so yeah Gargano I you know I, I can't I can't say enough good things about him last night you know the, the parallels with Champa with him saying I win right before hitting the final um uh slingshot DDT mm-hmm. uh it's just it's just outstanding outstanding work by those two uh in there
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we have a brand new North American champion, uh, certainly an early candidate for match of the year. And like I said, Johnny January between that and the Andrade match last year, which won NXT match of the year. Yeah. uh, During the have That was my match Um, of the year. Yeah. uh, Just a a great, great, great match. And really could have turned off NXT at that point and it had been good. But we still had two great matches to follow up. Uh, including one marred with a little bit of controversy from the pre show. Um, like Sam
0: Roberts. I feel like it was a work though. Uh,
1: if, if it was a work, it's a dumb fucking work. So for those who maybe didn't watch the pre show, maybe you just watch the, the main show. Uh what happened was uh during the pre show they had their normal stupid talking head round table as yeah. they do uh for reasons I don't really understand. Um because it sports presentation. I, I guess. I guess it doesn't it doesn't make me want to buy a show, <laughs> no, but, you know, they
0: give previews on the YouTube uh, for people who, you know, may want to sign up for the network. And again, right. it's 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 more of a, a sports presentation, you know, football games right, have pre-shows. Right. So big,
1: you know, wrestling shows have pre-shows. You know, it's just what it is. So basically, Sam Roberts, <laughs> uh, who let's be honest, uh, he's no uh, what's his name? Peter Rosenberg in terms of being the worst random guy that's a part of these pre-shows he's close though yeah uh yeah. sam roberts busted out this whole conversation about how bianca belair did not deserve her spot on the nxt takeover show that she did that she was uh outclassed by Shayna Baszler and and basically spent a good five ten minutes burying her right and I get the idea that maybe it's a work because that, that became the storyline uh, undefeated versus overrated between Shayna Baszler and, uh, and Bianca Belair. As one of these talking heads, and it's not like Sam Roberts is, is built as a Jerry the King Lawler, Corey Graves heel. Right. It wasn't like he was doing this all show long. It's his job to sell me on watching this show. It's his job to sell me on watching this match. To spend five, ten minutes burying it does not make me want to watch the show.
0: Yeah, it may, it may have gone a little overboard, but I think, you know, having somebody say that counterpoint, you know, it kind of adds a little air of, uh, of curiosity. Like, well, maybe this, you know, douchebag with the weird hair is wrong, and I, I want to see this, uh, this chick come in, whip her hair, and, and and toss this MMA bitch around, you know? Um maybe i don't know i mean i was gonna watch the show regardless so it doesn't doesn't really matter um but you know yeah maybe it was a maybe it was a weird choice i I would imagine it was a choice made by uh you know the whoever put the format together for the show and and not just him going off script and and spouting out, which you know she was uh you know the only i think uh, what's, what's ricochets nationality or uh or i was gonna say because bianca belair it was it was a pretty uh pretty white show last night yes yes ricochet and uh and bianca belair aside but i'm not sure what
1: ricochet's heritage is i i'm not sure either uh i'm I'm not gonna speculate um, uh just because i I, i'm not really sure but yeah it's not a good look to have one of the more prominent minority performers on your show get buried by a white dude
0: yeah that's a better way of saying what i just tried to say thank you yeah yeah you're (laughs) welcome a good word Uh, speak
1: uh, but the match itself was basically, even though she lost a star making match, yeah, for Bianca Belair. Um, I, it was not, say, my favorite Shayna Baszler NXT title defense. Um, I, I definitely think I preferred the Kyrie Sane ones more, yeah. Um, uh, but it was a hard hitting showcase for both women. Uh, that that not only basically put the killer instinct back into Shayna Baszler, which I kind of was worried about her as champion, you know, the second run feels a little uh, unnecessary uh, right now. Um, but it made her look like a beast and it made uh, Bianca look like just as much of one because she took all the punishment. She took Shayna to her limit. She took out. You know, the two other, the three horsewomen mm-hmm. and uh, didn't <laughs> actually to be the
0: least effective like henchman ever. Right. Oh,
1: oh, absolutely terrible at their job. Uh, and yeah, she th- that's one of those examples in pro wrestling where you look better through losing. And yeah. uh, I-, I thought it was just a well put together well-booked match and uh i i think bianca's gonna be a big star for nxt in the not too distant future
0: oh for sure yeah no, i think she can be one to to anchor the division um you know somewhere down the line if i were to have a quibble about it <clears throat> her repeated uh n- easy escapes from uh from the uh from the what is it the carefuda clutch that she used yeah yeah um, she almost made it seem too easy to just stand up and power out. I mean, I don't know if that's just them putting over how strong she is, but it kind of made everybody who was unable to escape it before her seem a little weaker in comparison, mm-hmm. you know, Cobra Moon, um, um, Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross, even you know, yeah. it kind of puts them down because she was just so powerful to be able to just and really when she did stand up and turn it into the suplex was fucking amazing uh feet of strength but it, it you know it kind of kind of devalued anybody who who she had faced before if i were to have a complaint but i i, I did enjoy the match overall and you know that whip crack of the hair that fucking yeah. made Shayna bleed was uh yeah you made me bleed my own blood which <laughs> uh, is all i was thinking like i wanted I, at that point though i wanted Shayna just to go fucking berserk and start, like, pounding. But I know yeah. you just had a finish like that, you know, in the in, in the riddle and uh, oh no match, so you couldn't do the same finish twice. Right. But, you know, just a little bit of that, um, you know, with that MMA background. There was a little ground and pound in there. But uh, yeah, yeah the, the match was really good, and it ended up, you know, with some really good false finishes and building up towards the end to a point where, oh, shit, I was like, oh, shit, this may actually fucking happen. I bought into it, which is that's what they're trying to do. And for me, at least, it was accomplished
1: right there with you so basically four for four on good matches and that takes us to the main event of the evening as uh Tommaso Ciampa defended the NXT title against the former champion Aleister Black uh one thing I wanted to to mention uh in the lead up to the match uh they they of course as the video team always does uh, in WWE had a great video package leading sure. up uh, it underlined to me how much more na- now, granted, a lot of these were pre taped, but how much more natural and how much more comfortable Alistair Black is becoming as a promo. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a guy who's typically not had a, a lot to say and um, smartly, because I think, you know, he talks too much, it takes away from from the, the look and the feel of Exactly. Yeah. Um, but i i notice he's definitely sounding more confident and and more straightforward on the microphone which bodes well for him because i think that's sure. that's really like the last piece missing from him as a worker um go away <laughs> <laughs> it's like one well, the chair next
0: to me just like go away leave me alone i'm working <laughs> um
1: quote unquote yeah. working <laughs>
0: Yeah, Al- Alistair Black. You know his his wrestling acumen uh, was never in question, but yeah, like you said, his his promos were never never out of the ballpark, and and uh, this, he has really come uh, come a long way. And you know the the people seem to be having some issue with um, some people, at least. The, an, an added element of melodrama in some of these matches um which people are blaming on hbk um i don't know whether or not that's true or not i'm not behind the scenes at Nxt and neither of these people but whatever um i i don't mind it because you know you're invested in these characters and these characters yeah. are telling a story and that's a part of storytelling you know drama melodrama so you know i, I don't i don't have a problem with that you know the I, I absolve you of your sins stuff from uh from the gargano black match last takeover and stuff like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of uh you know there were there are those moments in each of the matches tonight where that kind of took uh took over for a couple minutes um but um i don't know where i was going with that but uh (laughs) just just to call out people for calling out shit um but champa is great it uh, goes without unbelievably
1: saying. great and, it's, and, it's, and he's in crazy shape too
0: he is he's he's uh he's chiseled right now one of my favorite things that he does is when he gives up uh goldie uh for the ref mm-hmm. to hold up is he kisses his nameplate not mm-hmm. the main part of the title which yep I fucking love it. It's so on spot for his character that it just really just adds another uh, layer to it. And he's just, you know, he's one of those guys, he's right up there with Gargano in terms of really understanding you know his character's motivations and getting it over and you know <clears throat> when he, he did whatever move it was to black uh on the outside and then he went and and you know slapped himself on the back on the announce table and you know if mm-hmm. they're not gonna move me I'm, or cheer me i'm gonna cheer myself it's just fucking outstanding uh, you know this is yeah, those little yeah. things that really really help uh get me to hate him even more which is what you're supposed to do is to heal
1: yeah, yeah, you, you can tell he's always moving, always thinking. Um, and uh, another nice touch is we're we're talking about gear. Look, I'm just gonna say it. If, if it's not clear to the to the OG 538 listening, uh, I am a gear mark in yes. wrestling. I, I I love when guys have special gear for matches. I love when guys show up uh, for street fights wearing uh, their their merch T-shirt and jeans, jeans tucked into yeah. boots. Uh, I love when guys, if they're in a multi-round tournament uh, in one night, they have different gear for every match. I love when guys have championship matches and they show up dressed in gold. Like, I, I I love I love that aspect of wrestling. It's totally cheesy, but I love it. And we got another glimpse of it, not just from the Ricochet-Gargano match, but the fact that Ciampa strolled in wearing Wolverine gear. And, of yeah. course, Wolverine is in love with jean gray the dark right. phoenix uh yes. so just wow just a nice touch i don't know who's thought that was could have been chop on gargano could have been triple h could have been any number of people i, like I just was thought that a- <laughs> uh, know like wh- whoever, whoever it was and and i'm sure there's probably some subsect of the internet that's like oh they're cosplay wrestlers whatever it was fucking fun and i enjoyed it yeah um and this match was pretty damn good. Uh, I, I did enjoy a lot of it. My only problem with it was it felt like it was a little too long. And, and it felt like uh, they kind of lost the crowd in the middle there. Um it, they they woke back up for the finish, which was yeah. good. But it was one of those things where, like, let's say it went thirty-five minutes. If it went twenty-five thirty instead, and you know were a little quicker to the finish, I think people would have been a bit more hot for it. So it, it there was definitely a point of it where I am like, oh, I'm reading Twitter in the middle of this. That's not a good. That's not a good sign. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that always is the indicator. Is like when I pick up yeah. my phone, I will like, oh, "See what people are tweeting about this." Uh. Yeah, yeah, not a, not
1: a great sign. Uh, which is a little bit of a bummer because I definitely thought it was going to be the top rival for Gargano Ricochet for match of the night. Um, it, it I don't know you know if if it was an agenting thing or what uh, you know I don't I don't understand any of the ins and outs of it. I just know that the middle was, eh, but the match as a whole was an enjoyable time, and it made for another great NXT takeover on the whole.
0: Yeah, and uh, on the whole, and um, yeah. You know. Champa being as smart and devious as he is working on that leg that Nigel so Mm -hmm. wisely pointed out that was the base for the Black Mass. Yes. And that didn't stop him from knocking one Black Mass out of the fucking park. I thought Champa's head was going to go into the 15th fucking row. He hit him so flush and it was so beautiful and brutal. Yeah. but uh oh, yeah, oh, just and just to circle back talking about kicks to the face. That one um super kick that threw uh, Ricochet to the outside from yeah! in that match. yeah, the hell. force behind that kick was out fucking standing. I love a good kick to the face, of which there were many last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, working the leg over and Black did a really good job of selling it, you know, ninety percent of the match. Every now and then he needed to, you know, power through and, and do a move on it or run across the ring or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. you know, it got worked over the entire match. It got play uh, it played into the finish um and then he ate like what four um of the finishers there
1: yeah fairytale endings fairytale four uh, of yeah. them
0: throughout the course of the match which is pretty he, he ate
1: four total in the match three for the finish.
0: executive yeah we're on uh, three yeah. within two minutes or something like that yeah it was pretty pretty yeah. great and uh you know uh champa holds on to goldie and then you know, does his big celebration? And then we get the post-credit scene of Takeover. Uh, Champ up on the top of the ramp, uh, and then out, I'm like, "This has to fucking happen." I know Johnny's got to come out, and then Johnny comes out, uh, and then they they look at each other. Johnny holds up his North American Championship. Champa holds up Goldie, and then Gargano shoots Champa this look. I'm, I'm not sure how to take that look right now. I don't know if yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm playing the long game game, and I'm going to fuck you over. Look, or if it's a what do I do next, boss? Look, I, I, I'm not sure, and I love that.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure who is looking at Champa or who's looking at the belt, which is oh, uh, yeah. one of the, okay. those fun little things. By the way, you want some easy karma on Reddit? Just take screenshots of every single DIY ending, <laughs> uh, okay. you know, screenshot because I imagine they're all framed the exact same way too. Uh, but what? the live crowd saw we did not see until a youtube clip that went up earlier today uh is this resulted in a big schmoz of an angle yeah uh with uh a, a brawl between uh black uh ricochet dream. and uh Boveteen yeah Velvet dream. dream with adam, adam cole, cole. Uh, Gargano and Ciampa on the heel side. Yeah. uh, That included brawling in the gorilla area. I know. Which is Uh, something
0: you rarely, if ever, see.
1: Well, we did have it on Monday with the ladies, but that's besides the point. (laughs) That's besides the point. You rarely see it in NXT. Uh, And uh, it was... It was definitely a cool angle. I don't know if it's going to lead to anything in particular. Maybe they'll run that on NXT in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, because I mean that's a six-man tag I will see, you know, a million times in a row and I'd be fine yeah. with it. Um, but uh one thing I thought was interesting was the team they got to stand tall after was uh Ricochet, Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black, which uh uh, just thought it was an interesting trio to get to stand t- tall together. S- send the fans
0: home home happy. You know, yeah, yeah. will got to eat shit before uh, before they, uh, you know, before the show's yeah. over for the people in attendance. You know, that's always been the uh, the mantra. Send the fans home happy.
1: Yeah, and, and just one more observation from NXT TakeOver before we talk about some of the other stuff from the week. Uh, I said this to you. I, I texted you in the uh, middle of me watching the show because I started watching late. Um, one of the things that's really kind of interesting to me about the makeup of a TakeOver crowd versus a standard WWE crowd is it feels like it's cool. And yeah. I mean that in the, like the, the audience makeup, like, uh, skews a little more female skews uh, uh, like people in their 20s uh i notice a lot more people drinking in the audience like it, it looks like they're having fun like it's a yeah. cool thing to go to and um you know i don't know how well nxt is drawing on the road i don't know i mean the the takeover seem to draw pretty well based on what we see on tv yeah. uh it's just interesting to see takeover kind of Maybe turn into like this destination show. I mean, I know it certainly is for the smarks, yeah, but it didn't look like a strictly Smarky crowd last night.
0: No, no, I mean, there were you know the, the, a couple of the uh, you know, the go to chants, the the fight forever's, and uh, you know, the this is the t- awesome, too
1: sweet, which yeah, drives me
0: insane. yeah, I know that's a thing. Um, but yeah, the, I think. You know, I think it's just building off the reputation of of NXT and takeovers, and you know, I I went to the the Rumble takeover last year up in Philly, yeah, and you know, it does have that air of you know, oh, we're gonna get a fucking great show, as opposed to you know, going to, you know, WrestleMania, you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to sit through. F- three sleeper matches to get through some good shit. Um, You know, it's quick. Uh, It was what? Two and a half. Well, probably three and a half hours. They usually tape a show at TV before. Um, And then you did the Mm -hmm. year end awards uh, in between there. Um, But um, it's quick. You know, you're going to get quality matches and you know, you're around like-minded dorks. So it's kind of a, kind of a win, win, win scenario for, for going to these things. And I think that's kind of, kind of proven itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. So uh, that's NXT TakeOver. Uh, As we are recording this, tonight is the Royal Rumble. Um, Chris and I are going to do a separate show with our Royal Rumble predictions. We're going to put it Mm -hmm. on Patreon. Uh, So if you're watching the video version, you'll probably know about this. Those of you listening to this uh, through the fine folks at the Realm Network, uh, we are going to make that one free. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, for a couple of days. Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to make our prediction show free so chances are you've probably heard that before you heard this uh even though uh the the orders different. Um anyway, uh looking forward to the rumble tonight, hoping that uh it, like I hope every time after a takeover that the pay-per-view scratches the surface of greatness that takeover did well rumbles are always fun in in, in and of themselves um oh, just because absolutely. you know the rumble
0: match uh, matches now plus we're getting some marquee you know brian and styles again we're getting ronnie and uh sasha um and brock and finn so definitely some good stuff to be had but we'll get into all that on the on the patreon um but throughout the week there was a lot of build to um the rumble yes um, indeed some of it good, some of it questionable, some of it's okay, you know, yeah. as a typical week in WWE is. uh Standouts of the week, Um, really, we had a two out of three falls match between Holy Andrade shit. and Rey Mysterio, who again went out there and fucking tore the roof off the place.
1: I did not know that I wanted a match that was built entirely around Huda Conradas and power bombs yeah. until I saw
0: this match. Dude, uh, good Lord is just... A, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even have the words to describe the guy. He's just a talent. Uh, you know, yeah. he's strong. He's charismatic. He's agile. He can sell. His offense looks believable. Um, he's you know a, a total Latino package. He's the Mexican yeah. Lex Luger. Um, uh, that that you know when when Ray went for the top rope Rana and was caught by Andrade, who then held him up and then amazing like this is superhuman strength and balance here like climbed from the second to the third uh rope to do a a liger bomb off the top on the guy it's fucking astounding i know ray mysterio is you know uh not the heaviest guy in the world but still he's uh what 160 pounds i don't know what, what probably yeah. in these days uh yeah. that's 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 very fucking impressive
1: yeah uh and and to see Rey, so many knee surgeries in yeah. so many decades into his career i mean uh dude's now 44 i think he started when he was 14 so he's 30 years in yeah. like uh he is still innovating to this day uh it, i mean it certainly helps as as you know it works in lucha you have a flyer and you have uh, a base, base. and yeah. yeah andrade is an incredible base and mm-hmm. uh i mean those guys could just keep doing this match day in and day out. A lot of people said it online. Let's run hair versus mask at mania. Let's let's fucking do this. Let's make it happen. Um, Although it sounds like the plan might be to do a a face stable with him, Ray and Sin Cara
0: which yeah, is kind
1: of weird. That's a
0: really weird rumor. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I think those two together as a tag team would be great. Yeah, um, throw them really... in the
1: mix of the Usos, the Bar, and right. New Right, that's how we got I mean, the Bar. That'd be we, fun. Had a,
0: we had a best of seven yeah. match between Sheamus and Cesaro, and then Mick Foley as manager put them together as a tag team, begrudgingly so, and now they're you know one of the best tag teams in the WWE right now. Yeah. Um. So there's no, there's no reason why Andrade and Rey couldn't do the same. You know, as, as much as I... You know, would love to see a big solo push for Andrade. You know, we gotta start somewhere. Let's get this guy uh, you know, something something going here. Um so yeah, I'm not sure where Sinkara fits into that. Plus you already have a um, a trio of luchadors anyway with Lucha House party. Mm-hmm. So Yep. You know,
1: just yeah doing the same thing with the other brand I don't know, I don't know yeah it. yeah it's, it's it's pretty weird it's pretty weird uh but anyway you look at it that was a great match I know some people hated the fact that you know you had Joey Samoe come in and and ruin the end well, and then I you mean, had Yeah, order. but that was the point I, I, Right. I, I thought I thought it was a good way to build to the Rumble. Yeah. Now I want to see Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Ray Jr. and Andrade mix it up in the Rumble proper.
0: Right. Um, and Mustafa which, Ali because Joe beat up
1: yes. on Mustafa Ali earlier in the show as well. Exactly, and and that was one of the things that, at least coming out of RAW, I felt was kind of missing. One of my favorite things about you know the build to main, not build mani- build to the Rumble, uh, is that and we got the women, uh, but with the men we didn't really get that like everyone wants to go against everyone because right. only one gets the shot. You the know, full I, roster I, brawl. Exactly, and yeah. and we got a taste of it on SmackDown, and I, I thought it was an appropriate way to wrap up. You know that two out of three falls match; they were tied yeah. up. There was no winner, which means both guys still come out looking great. Well, technically,
0: and, yeah, if we're going on technicality here. Ray won because Ray getting yeah. attacked was a disqualification.
1: Fair, but Fair. they
0: didn't announce that. uh yeah, but, yeah. You know, if we're going by rules uh, that you know they they pick and choose when they follow them, uh technically that was it. But yeah, that wasn't. Uh, he wasn't announced a winner of the match
1: or anything. I'm but sorry, that for was back an idea that I. I oh, sorry, good. Now, I was just gonna say that
0: RKO and Samoa Joe was fucking great.
1: <laughs> it was, it was a beautiful RKO. Uh, we're we're, we're every now and then we get uh, a Randy Orton who cares and it's wonderful, yeah. and that yeah. was one of those moments. Um, yeah. uh, to this day, something I want to do, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself on, on the rough houses, I want to pitch to WWE a a book that is the WWE rule book and just dedicate myself to watching years like from, from like rock and wrestling era to now Mm -hmm. all of the different like things they explain in kayfabe and write a definitive rule book.
0: Don't torture yourself like that, buddy.
1: (laughs) Hey, Hey, the idea is I would get in advance to write this book for them. (laughs)
0: Uh, okay, uh, fair enough. I would
1: not write it now. I yes. would get paid first, and yes, then right. write the book. Yes. Fair
0: enough. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll contribute if that's the case. You know, throw the yeah, yeah. way.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. Leave. I just got to get a meeting in Stanford, and yeah, they'll tell me right. to leave. It'll yeah. be great.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we need you to exit the building, please. They, <laughs> yeah. they send fucking Brock Lesnar after you. <laughs> <laughs> he's on retainer he's just yeah. hanging out reading a hunting life magazine in the lobby as security for titan tower for the
1: money they're paying him shit yeah he just hangs out <laughs> that counts as one of his appearances <laughs>
0: yeah he's got uh he's, he, he's got a room on the side where Sable is just laying in wait for whenever he gets the the urge to get his yeah. pickle tickled yeah. uh
1: <laughs> so so uh other rumble stuff speaking of brock lesnar we got some kind of weird build to Finn versus uh, Brock. Yeah. We got Vince McMahon involved, we got Braun Strowman involved. I guess Braun is cleared because he worked a match,
0: yeah, yeah. Apparently, he is cleared. Um, I'm not, and this is making me worried that Braun Strowman is going to yeah. win the Rumble, uh, because <laughs> they're kind uh, of keeping him in the mix here. Um, and I don't want that to happen because more rebuilding needs to be done on him f- for me to, to accept him as, you know, the guy right now who's going to take out Brock Lesnar, uh, at WrestleMania for the title. Cause it's, it's you know, it, everybody pretty much assumes that whoever Brock faces at WrestleMania is going to win. Um, you know,
1: fair but, assumption,
0: but you know, you know, the, they've done that many times in the past where, oh, this is gonna be the year, this is gonna be the year, and then Brock fucking wins and, you know, it continues and Jesus Christ, why? <laughs> um, but uh but yeah, I, I feel like having Braun involved in that bit on Monday is kind of telegraphing that something that may happen in the rumble. And I, I got this gut terrible feeling about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's certainly possible. There's part of me that also thinks that this just means that Braun's going to get involved in the Finn Balor match somehow. Um, I don't know. We we will see later this evening. Uh, but Braun wasn't the only person we thought was injured who found their way uh, into the build for the Rumble, as Alexa Bliss yeah. revealed that she's going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble and also s- sort of starting a feud uh, with... Uh, oh God! I forgot her name already. Lacey Evans. Thank you, Lacey Evans. I was like conservative bitch. What's her name? Oh
0: <laughs> uh, yes. uh, yeah! If she doesn't come out in a maga hot hat at some point, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, bring in Tatanka to stare at her to, to you know bang a drum in her face, and she can just stare shittily at him.
1: Um, Would that be a heel move though? I mean, they now have one of their top baby faces going on. Alt Right talk shows talking about how they don't understand Gillette ads. So,
0: oh AJ, buddy, yeah. Why is everything Daniel Bryan says about you correct? Why? <laughs> Why?
1: By the way, Daniel Bryan has become such a master at cutting promos. Yeah, and and he is he is being that the best type of heel, the heel that's right and you know it, yeah. but he's such a prick that you hate him anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's. <sighs> He's that guy. He's the he's the hippie guy. He's the you know uh, he's he's that one that you just want to punch in the f- face, but you know that he's living a better lifestyle than you and is healthier than you and is you know doing things better for the world and the the future uh, generations of this planet uh, more so than you are. Uh, Did and, you
1: see the clips of? Oh, sorry.
0: No, no, no. Sorry. I was just saying that his promo on AJ and most, more specifically, onto Vince McMahon. Yeah. On Smackdown was just out of this world and Vince being the professional he is just sold it like this little twerp, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I- like the typical baby boomer he is.
1: I I don't remember uh, a promo that that seemed to speak truth to power more than since uh, – and I don't know if you were watching then, Chris, because I know you had times where you weren't watching. Do you remember the Paul Heyman quote-unquote shoot promo right before Survivor Series during the Invasion angle? Oh, not really. Basically, it was on SmackDown. Heyman goes out and talks about how every good idea that made the Attitude Era, he stole from ECW. Mm. And and how if there were if this were a just world he would be the billionaire and Vince would have been shut down when Turner Ooh. uh nearly took him out. Like That's it's great. this amazing promo. I it's one of the best uh Paul Heyman promos ever. But it, it I got that vibe from Daniel Bryan this week. Yeah. And, and just this this amazing mixture of kayfabe and reality where you're just like fuck I like this this was such an enthralling promo where I mean it wasn't even about wrestling at points it was no. just about the world and to to see Daniel Bryan find the way to thread the needle there for a guy who ha, you know had been described as a vanilla midget for so long it's uh it, it's unbelievable did you see the clips of him on like the the local phoenix yeah. news yeah just complaining about lawns yeah. and like oh my god well, he he, he
0: he got into a Twitter feud with Chase Field.
1: Yeah, over, they did.
0: Over the Royal Rumble burger, <laughs> which looks amazing, and I would totally fucking crush. It probably cost $25. but um, No,
1: it's only 15
0: Oh, man, that's a bargain. At, a, at, yeah, a, for, at a for arena
1: food, yeah, or yeah. stadium.
0: It's a it's a it's a base, yeah, that's right,
1: yeah. Um, Jeez. which
0: is which is crazy. Uh, so it's like it's, it's got, I think, bacon on it. Uh, bacon, I'm, cheese, I'm looking up the, mashed, the ingredients right fried now, fried mac and cheese, um, triangles on top of it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Run it down here. Pork
1: bratwurst. Uh, the whole breakdown is, Brat according to WWE.com, yeah. a, a pork bratwurst Brat bacon worst. cheeseburger, bratwurst. cheddar, worst. fried onions, and a tower of mac and cheese wedges.
0: Yeah, baby. Fuck yeah.
1: Oh, and coleslaw too. Who can forget that?
0: Yeah. What sandwich is complete without coleslaw? Most yeah. of them, but, uh, you know, coleslaw, <laughs> 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 coleslaw works on a couple sandwiches. Uh, but yeah, that, that looks great. And the fact that Dan Daniel Bryan just went on Twitter just to, just to light it up um, you know, in character is great. And then I don't know if this was part of the whole angle or if this was just him going off script. And if I was Chase Field, I'd be like, fuck, what the hell are you doing? Is Bryan was like, you should take all the proceeds of this and give it to charity that's going to save the planet Earth or some shit like that. And I like,
1: definitely <laughs> thought if either he was going way off the rails in a fun way or uh-huh. – this whole thing was a plan of Chase Field wanted to do this special sure. brand and have the money go to charity. So what better way to build yeah. than that? Yeah,
0: I'm not sure what came of it. If that tweet is still up there or yeah, or, yeah. or what, but uh, a great piece of business by Daniel Bryan right there, who's really, uh, really firing on all cylinders. And I'm super stoked for that match.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. And uh, fuck, it just was. Just, such a good promo i i like i was in awe i was just like yeah. <laughs> that, there was a great tweet where someone just like cut his promo uh out someone was uh shooting around on twitter and it was just like if you're a lapsed wrestling fan just a heads up this is wrestling now and it's just <laughs> him talking about how you're a baby boomer and you're yeah. you're taking the world away from us
0: well, <laughs> apparently it's been like picked up on, on like it's been retweeted by like you know v- hippie vegan blogs and stuff like that oh about- yeah You know, it's gone viral in the in the uh, in the hippie Ding O'Brien community, which is which is fucking outstanding in its own way. So, you know, hey, you got to you got to get all the all eyes on uh, on the product as possible there. Uh, Elsewhere on Smackdown, we had uh, more Bill to the bar versus uh, Ms. Man, Ms. McMahon. I don't know what we're calling that. uh, McMiz. McMiz. There you go. That tag team there, Uh, including Shane McMahon taking one of the most brutal bro kicks I've ever seen to the face. Holy shit.
1: That's got to hurt like a motherfucker. I got to be honest. That kick sold me on the match.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, and I know they would never put Shane McMahon on the pre-show. And I would hate to see uh, the bar on the pre-show. But in the grand scheme of things, this is a pre-show match to me. And either the cruiserweight four-way.
1: Or the U.S. title match featuring the guy who won the Rumble last year. Yeah, Just saying.
0: Right, yeah but more so in terms of what a match I really want to see that cruiserweight 4 away should be fucking amazing tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my uh that's my complaint about the bard and Shane McMahon. Like it's, it's weird with Shane McMahon. Like we were like, you know, he was gone for so long, and, and everybody was thinking that we never get him back, and then he popped up amazingly and it was fresh, and then he he just kind of started doing the same the same shit. Now I'm kinda okay, so Shane's here, he's gonna do a crazy spot and do his coast to coast and get his ass handed to him and, and whatever. And now it's just kind of become another thing. So uh I'm not sure what angle Miz is playing here because let's be honest, he's the Miz he's always playing some sort of angle. Um, right. but I'm just not sure how it's going to pan out. But you know, we have Seamus and Cesaro going against a couple people they could toss around and, and it's going to be a good match. Uh so that that build was uh that build was fun. We had a little build to towards Becky and Oscar uh with mm-hmm. Charlotte getting involved uh as well in the promo battle and then a big uh fight throughout the arena between Oscar and Becky which which was fun. I like a good uh Yeah. Like hard fight across the uh across the arena there
1: yeah that that was super fun uh that that's a match that uh i think's gonna if it's given time blow us away tonight i uh, yeah. can't wait for that one just fuck it's gonna be so good but uh elsewhere in professional wrestling this week uh some changes in uh the wwe backstage world as uh two impact veterans have been signed by wwe apparently not to be in ring talent right. but to be agents backstage uh long time uh ex-division wrestler sanjay dutt getting signed to be an agent and not quite mankind not quite kane but definitely a hardcore guy abyss getting signed to be an agent as well
0: which just that one is really the one that blew my mind because abyss was always the undertaker of impact not not just gimmick, but in terms of loyalty. I figured he would be an impact guy until the day he hung up his boots and then quit the business. Yeah. I never thought that he would be one to jump ship. And I don't know if this speaks to where impact is and heading. I don't know if this speaks to him just getting offered some money and wanting to relax his body. Cause he's been, he's been put through some shit over the years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a combination of those or what, but it's really interesting to see him, uh, see him come over. I'm curious if he, if he's being brought over to be a part of, of you know Triple H is building his team for when he you know assumes control of the company. Um, you know Bar- Barash is there, and Barash obviously worked with uh, with with those guys a lot in Impact. And I think it's, I think it's just funny how um, Impact used to you know hang their hat on ex WWE guys, and now there's so many ex Impact guys yep. doing such good work in WWE right now. I never thought the tables would turn that way.
1: Yeah, neither would I. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head, at least from where I think it is. I think this is a Jeremy Borash move. Uh, as as Triple H clearly gets more comfortable with Borash as, as yeah. a guy behind the scenes, uh, it turns to, well, who do you think would be good to do X, Y, and Z in the company? And uh, Abyss and Sanjay Dutt were both, you know, guys who basically uh, – Covered every role in impact, uh, both in front of the screen and behind the scenes. So, uh, it, it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. Do you think either guy pops up at the rumble? I mean, Abyss would get a pop. I think he. I think of the two, he's the one that'd be more oh, yeah. likely. to doesn't
0: move the needle at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really. I don't know if I've ever seen a match with him. I know him by name only. Um yeah. But Abyss, you know, everybody knows Abyss, and uh, I saw somebody float the idea out online. I don't remember if it was Reddit or Twitter. Um, but like, you know, it's the number 30 spot and we're all waiting for our truth to come out. And then we see a camera backstage and we see our truth um laying on the ground and then Janice falls and then uh out comes Abyss. And that would yeah that yeah. would be fucking amazing. I'm not sure that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um he may not, you know, show up at all. Uh I feel like, you know, if they're gonna bring him in at least give him a give him a, a cup of coffee. Give him a Rumble appearance. Oh yeah, let, let him know? take
1: one gigantic stupid bump for yeah. the company, and then just work behind the scenes. Uh, I think
0: I think that would be great uh, in terms of surprise Rumble appearance, and we'll get on to more of those in, in the Patreon there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, interesting acquisition this week um, in terms of AEW for the week. I think the only real big news was the signing of Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jungle Boy is signed, and apparently uh, on. On February 8th, they're going to have the ticket on sale party mm-hmm. for Double or Nothing, and we're going to find out more of the roster, yeah. uh, both male and female. As Brandy Rhodes has said, she will bring some women with her. Considering true. right now we've only got one woman on the roster in Britt Baker. I we would assume we're going to get at Ford least two. Oh, that's, that's true. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot about Penelope Ford. Uh, yeah. How dare I? Um, and Brandy. But, I mean,
0: there's no saying Brandy couldn't you know, true, mix it up. True. She's got that bionic uh, shoulder now, so.
1: <laughs> it's very, very true. Uh, but we'll we'll see if uh, if there are more pickups announced there from the women's side. I, I presume we're going to find out more from the men's side, probably including a guy who has his contract expire on January thirty first. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say, yeah, uh, conveniently after uh, the thirty first of January. There, so yes, yeah.
1: Um, so that that's going to be interesting. Also, some heartbreak on the Ring of Honor side, as both uh, Flip Gordon and. Chris Saban are out with knee injuries. It uh, looks like it was just uh, a sprain for flip Gordon. He's going to be back in time for the big mass and square garden show. But for Chris Sabin, full MCL tear, he's yeah. been out eight to 12 months, Yeah. Which for a guy his age, pretty brutal.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a bummer um, for him. I, I'm not sure how much it hurts ROH in the long run. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be okay. They're signing a bunch of people and, you know, medicine um, with each signing, I get a little more excited for the MSG show, yeah. uh, especially since as you tweeted or texted me on, on Friday, uh, one Minoru Suzuki has been announced for, uh, for the blood sports show in New York that weekend. So all yep. signs point to uh, Mr. Suzuki showing up at the garden. Hell yeah, it does. That is if, they can get their fucking visas taken care of. Because <laughs> god damn it, if this shit doesn't pop off because of the goddamn government shutdown, I'm gonna go down to Washington and fucking bang on some doors.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You and all the bullet club aloes are gonna <laughs> pop up and they are gonna be angry. <laughs> the bullet club aloes Holy yes. shit, did you come up with that? Uh, I have to give credit to another podcast for that. One. Oh my sorry. god, that's I'm sorry. Yeah. As a guy yeah. who
0: owns three bullet club shirts, <laughs> 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 it's still okay. That's fucking. Hysterical and it's yes. so accurate. Fuck. I hate how accurate that is. <laughs>
1: yep. Shit. Yeah. I hey, I uh full credit virtual pros. It's a great pro wrestling podcast. Give them some love. God that damn it. that is an amazing term. And uh it, I, I, I've been unable to see like every time I see uh hot topics saying, like, oh, we've got new elite shirts for sale. I just go, oh, well, club of lows are gonna be there for that one. Um yeah, guilty, uh, guilty uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh yeah the the new Japan USA shows got absolutely fucked due to visa issues apparently yeah. and uh, uh hey the government's back open at the time of this recording but I bet the three weeks going be closed again so we well, will see what happens
0: Harold Mage better make some fucking calls with yeah some business yeah. connects and he's, get got, shit he's got he's got three
1: it. weeks to make this work
0: but if you think about it it's all part of the long con for Vince McMahon <laughs> you know you have a WWE Hall of Famer shutting down the government which is uh, blue-balling uh, the competitor company from getting their talent into the country. Uh, you know what? The most It's more effective than building a wall. I'm just going to say it.
1: <laughs> you you know want to keep
0: out the illegals, you just, you just shut down the government.
1: You know what? This does This does kind of line up with something else I noticed, which was there were a lot of WWE talent complaining about how they couldn't fly out to Arizona because of all the airline closures yeah. on Friday. Within a few hours of those tweets you are back open. You know, Vinny Mac made a call. Oh, had... oh, he he has the number to the red desk phone.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he knows one of the two nuclear codes. Okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, hey, Donnie, Donnie. Hey, hey pal. Hey, hey, uh, hey, buddy. It's Vince. Uh, hey, we need uh, a. <laughs> We need to get these talents out. Uh, we need to get my guys out to, out to Phoenix for the for the Royal Rumble match. I just turned into Christian <laughs> doing a bad impression is what my impression just went to. Uh yeah, Donnie. Hey, hey, hey Donnie, yeah, we need to get it done. Or else you're fired. I'm just kidding, buddy. You're the president. <laughs> what do you need me to do? I'll do it. Tell me what to do. Huh? Can we get a raise? Can we get Linda a raise? I know the government shut down, but she can get a raise, right? <laughs>
1: oh man
0: you got a cabinet position for Stephanie <laughs> <laughs> she can be chief brand officer of the USA Sounds great. <laughs> got a great ring to it doesn't it you know you sure. need somebody to jump off the Washington Monument I've got a son he's great at jumping off high shits
1: <laughs> our political system's a nightmare bye everybody
0: Glorious. the rough house podcast is a weekly podcast Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash Podcast, And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J. Two, one, N, lowercase W, capital G, lowercase K, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, seven, lowercase C, three, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q.
1: This is the The Rough House House House, uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, He's terrible with his information. The preceding
0: presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Fanny Packs, Fanny Packs, Fanny Packs! Wanna hit the town looking like your favorite
1: mid-90s wrestler? Fanny Packs! Dying to strike your stuff but you don't have any pockets in your jean shorts? Fanny Packs! Got stuff to carry and you wanna keep it near your dick? Fanny Packs! Head on down to Conrad P. Hickenbottom's Fanny Pack Outlet and snatch up one of our 10,000 reasonably priced Fanny Packs! Denim, leather, neon, print, double zipper, velcro, reflective, or fine imported Chinese silk, we've got the Fanny Pack to fit any late 90s professional wrestler on the go! Don't be some schmuck who hides his brass knuckles in your pocket! Store a little Fanny Pack! a fanny pack? time to walk to the ring with a pre-prepared retirement statement in your hand. Keep it in a fanny pack! Some of our famous customers include Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Triple H, and everyone's favorite deceased fat chick thriller, Mike Awesome! Conrad P. Hickenbottom's fanny pack outlet. Keep it near your dick!